Welcome to the Drop Doctors Podcast, your weekly dose of fantasy footy content. G'day everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Draft Doctors, I'm your host Stevie Fears. Today we're talking risers and fallers, that's right, we're adjusting, draft season is fully underway, the draft kit is up, available on our website, uh, that's thedraftdoctors.com.au, you can get the draft kit there, certainly a massive uh, read and we'll help you prepare, and the mock draft sim tool is also up. Uh, there's a link on our website as well, so certainly go check out our website with all our great articles and all that sort of stuff. Uh, someone who's always adjusting. He's, he's constantly adjusting. Cam, what's happening? I'm adjusting right now. Uh, I'm adjusting my pants, in fact, because I've had three, count them, three burgers today. Dear God. I know. What that can't be good tomorrow. What am I doing with my, yeah, my poor toilet? Were they spicy burgers? No, they were just like standard burgers. I had a, I read an article. There's a new burger joint opening up the road, and it sounded amazing. You know, like smashed burgers, like those sorts, where it's like pounded into a really thin patty so that it touches the grill more, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So one of those joints is opening up the road, and then I just really, really wanted burgers. So, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I can't hate it. And a man who doesn't need to adjust because he really just nails all his picks. Stato, what's happening? Yeah, I'm doing very well. Thank you, gentlemen. Um, I just, I mean, I didn't pay much attention during the week. I, I just wondered, how did the poll go for the for the face-off? The what? You put up a poll for the face-off. Oh, I don't remember that. I don't remember Do you, that. Does anyone remember that? It it's, does sound like statesmen may have the answer, though. Um, let us let us have a quick look down. Jeez, you've you've actually posted a lot this week. Um, it was a good week. It was it was a good week. Uh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Who won the face off on today's pod uh, three days ago? So it was um, just under a hundred votes. Uh, Cam um, finished last with twenty five percent. Well done. Look, that's uh, that's okay. I'm okay with that. Um, very close to uh, Steve, actually, uh, 26%. Oh, come so, on. Thank God. So there was only there was only three of us, and um, between you two, you only took up half the vote. So, um, yes, things went pretty well in the last week. Up and about. Yeah, well done. So you really fired up the burners. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yes. Yeah, very good. Uh, listeners, if I'm a bit disheveled tonight, it's because I'm actually participating in a draft as as we're recording. So uh, very professional to organize all that sort of stuff together. Uh, I've got Jack McRae and Adam Trelaw. It's always fantastic to start your draft with two players coached by Bevo. Uh, a bit of <laughs> homekeeping. Uh, Nick Caulfield, done the ACL. Uh, does happen in preseason. Sucks for him. A uh, bit of bit of relevance, I guess. Uh, Tipping Woody, indefinite leave. Charlie mm. Dixon's gone in for surgery. Grian Myers, Cam, your boy's gone in for surgery. Mm. Jed Godison still yet to get the second uh, jab. Obviously had the adverse reaction to the first one, so a bit of a tough situation there. And the coach of North Melbourne saying they want to play a two-ruck system. So mm. your Goldie stonks, as low as they already were, you can just flush them. They're in the toilet. 
It's, they're, uh, they're like Cam's Burgers. Oh, that's uh, on yeah. the way out. I think they'll flush easier than Cam's Burgers. <laughs> <laughs> they they will not go. <laughs> they're gonna. That's it's gonna block up the system. It's it's bad. It's bad. Anyway, uh, moving on to the show, we've got risers and fallers. Cam, why don't you give us some good news? Okay, so I'll give you my riser, and it's uh, none other than Cadian, Cadian, Caden, Cade. Is it Caden? Kitty Coleman is his nickname. So Kitty, we'll go with Kitty. Um, you think that the the, the, the the thing that I was looking for uh, at the Lions this preseason? Uh, was to see who was going to get Birchall's disposals and points uh, in that defensive line and see if anyone could... sort of ate into Daniel Rich's, uh, riches, as, as you might say. But uh, there was an... Uh, Birchall had 18.48 disposals a game last year. He averaged 70 super coach and 74 AFL fantasy. But the important note is that he was the second highest kick-in taker at the Lions behind Daniel Rich, so he took about half as many as Daniel Rich and only played on from about 60% of those. So he was a, a didn't take advantage of those kick-out uh, possessions. So it kind of makes you think, you know, if he's getting one or two or three more kick-outs and potentially plays on, there's a three-point bump and all of a sudden those, you know, 74 AFL fantasy points turn into 80 that are available, right? Obviously, one's not like the other, but all of the news coming out of the Lions um, in preseason has been that Kitty has been tearing it up off the halfback, taking kick-ins, and uh, getting those one-two possessions, which we know are, are so valuable for um, those sort of running halfbacks, kind of in the vein of, I guess, a Nick Hind type or a Jarman Impey type from last year uh, is kind of what the ceiling would be for someone like in that type of role at Brisbane, I would think, but the floor is someone like a Adam Saad type player, but it, I, I think it shows good things. And I've, I've pushed him up my boards. What, what range have you put him into? Uh, let me just open up my sheet. Maybe move on to the next one. I'll come back to it. And, and what type of average are you actually expecting? Ken? Uh, so for me, it's still, I, Suggest a D5 type punt because you just don't know how he'll score in the role. Um, but that being said, I'd probably expect something around the, um, you know, 75 would be nice. And then anything above that is, is a win. And how many games did he play in that position last season? It was just, I think, two at the end of the year. During the home and away or just during the finals? I think it was uh, finishing the finals. I'll get back to you as well on that one, Stato. Yeah, it's an yeah. interesting call. Yeah, it's um, so there's been just a little bit of chatter in the the last couple of uh, days, to be honest. So if this is real, I can understand that there's going to be a bump because they're pretty plush roles, those are attacking half-backers, especially when he's got that forward status as well as that defensive status. But the, the the reason why I sort of asked is his position is back forward. Now, I'll presume it would have just been forward last year, so that's why I was asking how many games he actually play in the role. 
if I if I'm looking at the kick ins uh, specifically, so he definitely had a kick in in the quarter final. So I, I, from memory, it was the last two or three games that he played. Uh, so it suggests quarter final round twenty two, round twenty three, maybe. He he did also um, uh, have a pretty low time on ground uh, last season. Didn't score that well when you think he he did average. Uh, in the 40s for the season yeah. last year. But one game, round two against Geelong, he must have been the sub because he all got injured, one or the other. Um, he only had 13% time on ground. But you, you had others with 46% time on ground, uh, about four more in the in the 50 zone. So there's potential that either he was playing smaller roles or he was actually being the sub. So that would keep his scoring down. Um, although I look at it as well, um, round 21 against Fremantle, we had 83% time on ground for a score of 33. And I'm just hoping he wasn't playing that role at that time. Yeah, good call. Uh, and look, I think as well, there's putting him in the role to give him a little bit of exposure or to try and fill a gap last year. And then there's training a whole preseason in it. Um, so there's, I think there's some upside there. And I, I thought I'd just open my rankings, but I've opened last year. Anyway, I sort of see him as that D5, F5 type gamble. My only problem is the upside is that he's barely rosterable. I disagree. Yeah, but no, yeah. but I mean F5, yeah. it's like, who cares? No, F5 is like where you draft him. Like he's a lottery pick. The oh, upside okay, of him, I'm saying the upside of him goes, you know, beyond 80 like sort of that low 82 type person yeah okay okay yeah. so that's you're hoping for a d3 obviously yeah yeah correct it's <sighs> a big jump Stato, give us some bad news man give me some bad news uh, i'll give you plenty of bad news i'm <laughs> i'm on the pod with cam um Oof. no Oof. no that's that's unfair spicy that's unfair uh, so let's talk about someone that uh, I've cooled right down on this year, and it's Jared Lyons. Now, we've got to pat him on the back here. He had an amazing season in 2021. Um, no doubt he's been a year. Uh, averaged 117. He was number three in the competition for, for scoring um, and average. So, But let's have a look at his previous three seasons. So in 2020, remember our shortened quarters, he averaged 84, uh, which is adjusted to 106.8. Of course, he was one of these players that had the higher time on ground. So um, shorter quarters, you can spend more time on the field, therefore you get the points. Um, 2019, he averaged 97.5. So that was his average in his first full season with the Brisbane Lions. Um, and his last season with the Gold Coast, he played 18 out of the possible 22 games and averaged 94. So why the massive outlier? So we're talking a person that's averaged 84, um, obviously shortened quarters, uh, 97 and 94. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he averages 117. Well, last year, we actually saw Jared um, Berry uh, both miss games through injury. And when he returned, missed uh, the opportunity to be in the guts. 
uh, and his games and contested possessions had halved from the previous year, and we're talking a shorter season, and that was all due to injury. Lockie Neal was also injured injured early in the season. It was uh, midway through round six, um, and he missed a total of seven games. And as we know, he took a long time to get back to his form when he did come back, uh, but he did have a good run the last three or four games. Both these players ensured that Lions became uh, leading inside midfielder for Brisbane. So both of them out, all of a sudden he becomes the main man. In his first six rounds, he averaged 77% game time, uh, reaching 80% just the once. As you remember, uh, Lockie Neal was injured at round six. He had three scores below in those six games, below the tonne. Round six, Neil gets injured. For the remaining 16 games, he only went below the tonne three more times for the for the whole season. And his time on ground only went below 80% twice and peaked in the high 80s for several games without Lockie Neal. With Neil and Barry back and the emergence of both Zach Bailey uh, who's getting going to get more midfield time, and Cam Rayner, who looks like he's going to be quite explosive through that midfield, although I don't see him as a full-time midfielder. He would just get patches in. He will go back to a role player and not be the number one inside player. So we expect a solid season, but I think it's more of the 102 to 105 average for Jared Lyons. That's why, in my thoughts... Jared Lyons, who is going quite early in drafts, is or should be much lower than when he's going. I'm not high on Lyons. Yeah, where, where are you? Like, obviously, you're just going to miss him in drafts, but where do you think you'd be comfortable ranking against other mids? Where are you going to draft him? Uh, I think he's uh, probably around that 25 mark in midfield, and he'll never get there. Yeah, wow. That's a, I thought I had him low. I got him like 17 or something. So you're saying that's even... Oh, no, I got him at 10. So you're you're just punting now at this point. Yeah, I, I think he's a, he's a round three. And he's just with the average of 117. I think they're predicting uh, on ultimate footy that it'll go down to about the, the 111 mark. But I think he'll go a little bit lower than that. I, I've kind of been saying this a little bit pre-season that there's, you know, all of what you said is is right, and the fact that coming out it, the market share side of it, I guess, Steve, is big. Like, if you're going to throw Cam Rayner in there and he's actually braining it apparently in pre-season in the mid, and Zach Bailey crushing it, like going to another level apparently, you know. And there's just not as much Neil. there for him. Yeah, and a fit Lockie Neal, right? So there's just too too many people there to for him to go as big as he did. Yeah, well, I mean, I got my own thoughts on what all that preseason chatter's like because all these yeah. guys are getting a spell in there. Yeah. It's our job to sift through that because Correct. that obviously isn't a reality. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't hate the take. Obviously, he's going to regress. People will still yes. draft him on that 117. Um, I think you'll probably miss him at ten. Even <laughs> so, yeah, it's um. Well, actually, he, he, you're drafting at the minute. Where's he gone? 
Uh, I'll t- it's actually my pick right this very second. So um, you're going Jared Lyons, Jared Lyons. So no, Steve, I'm picking, you... I'm picking Jack Graham. It's um, it's gotten ugly real fast in the forward line. <laughs> yeah, and it will. Shane Bolton says too. Jack, still, to Jack Graham F one. No, he's my F two. So my isn't whole he, plan. My isn't whole he got plan, some back issues? Oh fuck! I wish I had said that. I just press click. Um, <laughs> I'm wait. I'll wait till that article comes out. It was really hard because we're doing this. Like we're doing the pod as you're drafting, you just lose track, right? So yeah. I went McRae with my first pick. It's a ten team league. It's a three four one three. My idea was to attack forwards um, and backs and punt the mids. Of course, I went Jack McRae at pick four. I've gone Adam Trelaw in the second round, um, and I went Petraka in the third. Uh, which bad pick, stupid pick. Um, Should have. There it was just so much of my top. My second tier forwards and defenders. I got Heppel in the fourth. Um, where did who are you asking about? Sorry, Jared Lyons. Jared Lyons. Uh, he must have gone early. Like Sean Darcy went at pick seven. What happened there? Mm. Jared Lyons went pick twenty. Meh. That's interesting. So someone's. I mean, someone's taken. You've taken Petraka after Lions went off the board, right? Yeah, but I got, I got. Well, it's actually funny because I sort of went off my sheet. Well, I'm trying not to get hated on by the people who read the traders stuff because the Nuffies are out, right? The Nuffies are out in force. Um, apparently, they loved Roy's draft, so I've just taken who he took in that two, two, uh, <laughs> two round thing, and I'm like, well, maybe they won't think I'm such a fuckhead, but of course they will. Of course they will, and they'd be right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't even have to know you. No, but, that's right. <laughs> oh, so we've gone God. up and down, and now give us your up, Steve. Um, my up what? Oh, my up. Yeah, the show. Hey, remember remember yeah, the no, show? Well, the show. Yeah, I know. Well, this is what I'm saying. I'm, um, anyway, so I'm drinking the Kool-Aid on, uh, on Isaac Heaney, and obviously all the reports are that he's tearing it up in the midfield, can't be having a better preseason. And I always, like, and and everyone is, right? Everyone's tearing it up in the midfield, having the best preseason of their life. When I look at Heaney, it kind of makes sense, right? Yeah. Um, He's, obviously, he's been a very good fantasy player. The last couple of years, he let you down. Well, 2020, he had that serious uh, injury. He came back last year, got games under his belt. When you have a a serious injury, it often takes a year to get over it. He's had that year. He's still only 25, so right in the prime of his career. And often when I look at these guys, I look at what they've done from a career-high standpoint and whether the story lines up with the narrative. Heaney smashes it in everything. Lots of tackles. Obviously, playing forward, he takes lots of marks when it's a game high. Lots of contested possessions. Lots of uncontested possessions. The tackles... The tackles for this man are massive. Like in in 2018, he averaged five over five a game. So this is a guy who can get it def- done defensively and offensively. They've lost George Hewitt, who we know played the second half of the season in the midfield once Warner was out. JPK is getting quite long in the tooth, but there's also a role on the wing, which Heaney has played up on the wing from time to time, not consistently, obviously, but he has done it. So to me. Heaney playing midfield actually kind of lines up. So I've moved him into the bottom of that second tier of forwards, way out of that third tier. 
So I think you had him at 15 from memory. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Where have you moved him up to? Yeah, so he's into 11th. Yeah, and okay. I could see him in 10th right in front of Butters. Yeah, cool. I think it's interesting, like, he, if you look at the forward line, I don't think much has to change there for him to lose the mid-spot, would be my challenge. So, like, you know, Buddy Franklin goes down because he's 100 years old, and, uh, you know, something else happens, and he's probably there. He probably switches to being more of that forward mid-spot. I I will say, um, and I haven't understood it in the list management side of things, but Sydney have so many forwards, it's ridiculous. Yeah. You look at guys like Gordon coming through, um, Papley's Papley's a star, man. Like mm. r- he really is. And they've got they got a number of these guys. So I to me the narrative lines up. That's Okay. All. Okay. Cool. And and they don't need to play that sort of mid size. So just going through their their forwards. So Laddams is going to be there and unless he gets the number one ruck. But obviously, he's the one that's going to take the burden off. You've got Franklin. We know this is... I think he's got two more years left on his contract. But I I think we're sort of saying this is the last big one. Uh, They've got Sam Reid, who they gave an extension to. So when fit, he's going to play. Uh, You won't see Sinclair. You've got Hayden McLean, who's been developing and playing decent up there. You've got the Amati party. Yeah, Um, You've got... Bell, you've got Ronk, you've got uh, uh, Goulden, Errol, um, don't tell me it's true. Uh, you've got Papley, um, you've got Louis Taylor, the best of all. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. You, Throwback got, season. Yeah, yeah. Like, he could you, be a COVID like, beneficiary, you, right? Yeah, Louis you've Taylor got... back on track. You've got McDonald, the up and coming, so it'll be interesting to see whether they're still putting games into him. And then they've just added onto the list Paddy McCartan. That's... Can you believe that one of your other boys, Ryan Clark, is still on the list? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty impressive, isn't it? It's, <laughs> wow, it's, it's what a job. It's it's what all about it's all about uh, depth. I've been obviously a little bit worried of how top heavy that Ford group is, but. Obviously, going to have depth. You're going to have Franklin and and Reed sort of leave and Sinclair leave pretty quickly. Um, so I've been sending a lot of emails. Look, we we need a really solid halfback flanker, and Broadbent hasn't got a contract at the moment. So quickly Ooh, sign him. There we go. Lock him away. <laughs> Get him back. God, it's got uh, Simkin in round eight. You Ooh. did love that value. Yeah, wow. After Michael Walters. Wow. Yeah. That is gotta love that. Cam, give me some bad news. Bad news. Sorry, I, I missed I missed Hay um sorry, Haywood. Will Haywood. Yeah. So I missed Haywood. So I think he What's ends the other one? up playing Wicks. I think he ends up playing the Isaac Heaney roll up forward. And he had shown that he's actually really good in that role yeah, as well. Absolutely. Past, yeah. Um, yeah, fair points. Uh, my downside, and it, it's probably building on the back of something Steve said earlier about Braden Maynard in one of the pods, I think it was Burn Men or, or something, where you were pretty down on him. Um, and it sort of revolved around when Jeremy Howe was in the team versus when he wasn't in the team. And uh, 
the fact that he splits the kick-ins with Jeremy Howe and Howe actually takes more of uh, the kick-ins when he's in the team, right? So Howe in the team, bad for Maynard. Howe out of the team, good for Maine and Maynard. That's when Maine started to contribute a lot of those kick-ins. So what do you do when you have one of the best players in the team shifting to defense and taking kick-ins in Scott Pendlebury? Right, so all of the commentary coming out of the pies is that, yes, Pendles is going to be moving into defence. And the surprise packet of that today and yesterday has been he's been taking kick-ins in match sim. So I think there's a little bit in that. And for me that, you know, it might just be that Maynard loses two kick-ins a game, right? But that that's six points potentially. And plus there could be a one-two in there and there could be other stuff. Like there's his opportunity to score decreases uh, at that point. So yeah, just a, slid Maynard a little bit. So I, where did I have him? Maynard I had sitting. Jeez, I think I was really low on him anyway. So I had him at 17 and I've slid him all the way down to 28. Just behind Nick Newman. Mm, look, it's an interesting call. Um, I think the key thing here when you look at the, the match sims, um, and, I, and I think Steve sort of highlighted while well, he's just taking another pick now, but uh, what he highlighted before was we need to filter the information that comes out there. So I look at Brisbane's, they basically went a, a probables versus a possibles. So they went effectively what they believe was their best 22 versus the remainder of the list. So they just blew them away. I think it was five goals to zip mm. um, first quarter. Um, and what we saw there was Rainer in the guts. We saw, um, I think Zorko was missing uh, from the game, but you had Rainer in there, you had Bailey in there. So that becomes a little bit more real because you're basically paying what you perceive your best 22 minus one or two players that are injured. So it makes a bit sense. But hearing words that Pendlebury are taking kickouts in match sim, if you're actually playing two sides and there's just two even teams so they can test the structures and playing against whatever, um, it's a little bit tough to actually tell whether he's just filling in because Mainers and Howe are in the other team, if that makes sense. Um, so that becomes a little bit challenging. But if you've got Pendlebury, who's such a good decision maker, playing in defence, there's going to be a strong chance that he's taking a certain amount of kickouts. I think that's fair. But are they doing this to actually release Maynard versus uh put him in a lockdown role. I, I'm not sure um, about that, but I, I do love the fact that you you both opened up to me with the condescending, uh, you know, hey, we need to sift through what's coming out of those reports and then you're both going to use those reports to make your arguments. But uh, Absolutely. Besides, besides those contradictions there, uh, I, I think... Uh, I actually think there's a fair bit of merit to this one. Like, all of the narrative lines up. It's it's not just the one piece that, oh, he's taking a kick in. It's the pieces two weeks ago where Pendlebury is being touted as playing a defensive role. It's the pictures of him standing in the back six 
right? Like it, it's all lining up. Um, oh yeah, also, yeah. Oh, also... oh no, I'm not disputing that that Penderbury's, uh not going to be in defence. I actually think he will be, and I think it's actually a smart move to progress the younger players, uh, Lipinski, etc., yeah. through that midfield and put a sort of calm presence down in defence. But I'm probably more thinking he's going to be more the playmaker half back rather than deep, and maybe. Uh, so there becomes one deep in defence being Maynard mm. and the other one being Pendles. Who who else would be on the halfback flank? Does Isaac lose his role? Oh, why? Isaac who? Well, Quainer. Oh, Quainer. No. So I, I just think if Pendlebury's going back, then someone – or is he just taking it's, what Main's role was? I, I think it's that. Right. I, I think it's what Maine's Maine's role was. was so the right. oldest person in the team, you just take that position, correct? Aaron. And to, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I think it's there's something in it, and I'm not saying it's you know the be all and end all for Maynard. He's still going to be serviceable, but he might drop mm. six points, right? Cool. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I, I'm with you being on down on Maynard. I just don't. Yeah, it can't be yeah. good, right? W- whatever happens down there. It, if people are fit, it can't be good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I did have a pick before, Stato. I did something quite insane. I took a bench defender whilst I still had a ruck forward and midfield spot to fill. Oh, wow. Who is your bench defender? It's... Maynard. No. Nah, well... <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, he's obviously long gone. It's Shannon Hearn, and it's just... If oh, he's wow. fit, he is like a fringe D1. Yeah. Yeah. If, 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 well, he's fit right now, and that's all that matters. Yeah. Look, Shuey was fit just before the first game. <laughs> I don't need your gut. Well, it's a 3 4 1 3 10 team league. COVID's, COVID year, you give me all the upside in the world. And, uh, mate, I'll the problem, it. the problem is Wait, three, that you four. probably could have picked your ruck, your forward, and your midfielder, and Hearn still would have been sitting there. I don't think so. Because other people need to fill their defense. But I look at these midfielders, and I'm like, who gives a shit? They're all the same. Like, Matty Rouse, your boy Adam Chera is still there. Like, oh, wow. That's so, value. Yeah, exactly. Like, your boy. Your boy. I mean, I was going to, like, Fiorini was there till about five seconds ago. So, Do, do you uh, know that uh, Chera, um, for every season in their junior career, um, out average Brayshaw? Mate, did you know that I was talking up Chera while you were still in your forties? Mate, <laughs> that was before Chera was born. It's true. Yeah. Oh, Maddie Rouse still there too. I'll take Chera just for you, Stato. I've got Jack oh. Martin and and, uh, <laughs> and what's his name? Adam Chera. This is your team, buddy. You're going to get so, slammed for taking. Is George Jack Martin, Hewitt still there? He's there's like no good George Hewitt. Uh, I'll go. I'll just check it for you. Uh, I wouldn't have thought so. Another bench okay. defender coming your way. <laughs> well, up. look, double down, right? <laughs> you got to double down. No, he's not. Okay. Um, Stato, who's your good news story? My good news story is a young boy on the rise in Tom Powell. Uh, he may not have been their first midfielder that they selected in last year's draft, but he certainly showed he is the pure talent um, and is capable of handing the step up to the highest level. His junior career was outstanding, including 
winning the SNFL Under-18's Best and Fairest Award, and he showed why uh, during his first year. And this preseason has just been fantastic with everyone raving about his work rate. And, of course, I'm sure you've all seen that little bit of vision from the match sim. This boy is pure class. Selling candy, he was. <laughs> uh, the Roos will be missing... Uh, quite a few players early in the season. We hope Cunnington gets back, but let's face it, he's got bigger things to work through before uh, uh, he's hitting the football again. And, of course, we've got Anderson out of that midfield mix. Uh, word, his, word is he's heading down to Melbourne soon, so let's hopefully see that rectified. Um, but uh, he may have been training hard up here in Darwin, but my thoughts are... It's going to delay the start to his season, no matter which way you look at it, because you can work hard, but until you're in part of that group, you're just not getting that level of fitness that everyone else is. The arrival of Greenwood is helpful, and a senior body around those young midfielders will be hugely important, but I believe Powell will be part of that top five at rotation working through the guts. I don't think they're going to be like Port Adelaide, where they've got 62 players out of their 39 listed players that will be running through the midfield, um, their depth is not huge. So having Cunnington and Anderson out of that mix for a while means they've got to blood these young fellas in. And his development will mean a great return for your investment. The mids will be in order. Simpkin, Greenwood, LDU, then the next two coming through will be Thomas, so Taran Thomas and Powell. They'll be the next five. You'll have another two that will actually get a little bit of time in there every now and again, being Phillips and the hyphen. So the hyphen actually becomes really important for their season, both up forward and also getting some time and giving those other guys relief. So I'm expecting a, a 78 to an 84 average this year. With the forward status, we're talking all of a sudden, you're going to get him pretty late because I think he had about an average of 68 last year. So sitting up on uh, the board, and I might just have a quick look to see what they're predicting uh, to actually have him as uh, a, an average in ultimate footy. Uh, they're predicting a 68 average, so his order on the draft board is actually going to be quite low, so you're probably going to pick him up as a bench forward, but in reality, I think he's going to be an F3. So you have him, I think, ranked about 25 when we did our rankings. How far up would you push him? I think that's about the mark. That is an F3. But if you didn't move him up your draft. Your no, no, not yet. But I've been quietly hot on him for, for quite a few weeks. Uh, just hearing the reports of his actual work ethic. And I think that's the key thing. You can have talent, but you've got to actually have the work ethic to get the most out of your talent. And there have been sort of hot whispers on him uh, for about a month now. And I'm just having a look at the Ford rankings. Was, was I the highest... On oh, Powell? I had him 23. Uh, 
Yep, Steve was the highest. Then wow, yourself and that's Jono impressive. Twenty six. I'm about yep. to pick him, Stato, yep. just for us, our, our boy. Oh, it was twenty three. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's our boy. He's the Pods boy. Our boy, the Pods boy. Yeah, why not? I like Tom Powell. You don't have to talk me into it. All right, last one. I'm down on Rory Sloan, and um, <gasps> well, I think this is. The thing, Cam, and and I want to talk you through why. I had him at 46 in AFL Fantasy, and it's just like, oh, Rory Sloan scored well. He'll just score well again. It's Rory Sloan, right? And, you know, he's older, which is fine, but I I think I spoke on last week's pod. I'm just, I'm so unsure about this Adelaide team and how all the pieces fit together. They've got so much talent coming into this side, and the top three mids were so locked in. It was the tightest... um, rotation last year i really can't stress that enough to the the people out there it was um it was incredible and when you look at all these guys coming in you're like well someone has to lose right someone has to lose Mm. interesting thing about rory sloan so his average was probably the worst it's been in in some years his game time was actually the highest it's been yeah so he's traditionally about a 78% time on ground guy. It was 82 last year. And all I could think was, I look at these other aging, um, battle-worn inside mids, like your JPKs and that, and they really play 74, 75. And so to me, it's not a stretch to have a guy like Rory Sloan drop 8% time on ground, which you're not going to score as much. That, that's just and that and to me that's how it works. I was I was sort of blown away by that number. I'm like, man, why did he play play so much? We know he's had the injuries lately. Um, whether they're actual soft tissues or not, that's obviously they're not. But um, to me, it was just a, a strange little factoid you find out, and um, I'm kind of glad I did because factoid. it sort of drops him back into that I won't get him range. And I think it's just easy to put a guy like Rory Sloan in. Oh yeah, he'll be an M5. No worries, but I'd I'd probably rather miss out on him now. Yeah, and and to me, Adelaide are a little bit like North. You've you've actually got to make the call. You're rebuilding. You've got to make the call and start developing the ones in the mid. And this is Sydney are actually doing it on the run. Um, so they're actually making that move. The longer clubs hold on to their older blokes in those type of of positions when they're actually not in the phase to win a premiership, the further they're holding their back, their development. And I'm exactly like you, uh, Steve. I feel I just won't go near him uh, in a draft. The interesting thing about that team is I I was like, oh, Keyes turns it over a lot. Uh, Rory Laird doesn't exactly have the most penetrating boot on him, let's say. Um, So I was probably more looking at those guys uh, initially, but... Yeah, he's um, he's probably one that just it's it's well, so they're bringing do. it's so easy to just sit someone on the bench for an extra few minutes. But he's probably going to lose uh, his midfield spot to by far their greatest kicker in the team. Anyway, the best penetrating and most accurate kick in Matt Crouch. <laughs> well, he hits targets. He does hit targets. That's yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, on to the... <laughs> Is there anyone else you wanted to talk you about? You know, I was just... Quickly before we get on to the... There's probably two. Yeah. 
I just want to. Uh, so Tom Powell is just doing a little bit of research oh, by the, on the, by the way, site, Tom Powell Steve. went one pick before me. What pick oh, did he no. go? Sixteen. Curiously, one six. Well, that's curious because it aligns to the mock draft site where his ADP is. Oh, well, I was one seventeen. Right? So and fuck. It, <laughs> wow. We well, should have. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You almost got value there, but then you got screwed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then, you know, if you think about where we've ranked him, right? If you can pick him up at one eighteen, he's serious value there. Like one one seventeen, one sixteen. If that's the range he's going, he's probably, you know, based on where we've ranked him, he could be twenty picks higher, and you'd still and you'd be okay. Yeah. Yep, serious value. And then the the second one that I wanted to just talk about was oh, Proust. No, it's not good for Proust. Uh, it's not good for Proust, is it? Uh, as far as very bad news. So I don't know if you saw it, Stato. It seems Steve did. But, uh, yeah, he's just at the end of the tail end of last season into off season, he had back surgery for a slip yep. disc. And then um, he had COVID. Then he had COVID and he struggled to recover. He's aerobically challenged at the minute. So... Um, not not looking good for him and and all. So is it up. Flynn Flynn season? Flynn sanity is uh, is breaking out. Right, and who's who's going to get the gig at Hawthorne? Who's Hawthorne's number one ruck? Jeez, I take there's a fair bit coming out about Max Lynch, isn't there? Yeah, there is in there, big time. Yeah, there is, and um, it's it still seems like it it's, right? to me it's one of those ones that. Yeah, he might be the right guy at the start, so maybe in salary cap he earns you some money. But to me, it just seems like it's going to be a three-headed monster. Like, it'll be one combination one week, another, and, you know. Mm. With yeah. both of them. It's pretty pretty good um, apprenticeship to have, right? To be playing second fiddle to Brody Grundy at training is, is a pretty good good way to learn, I would think. Um, so he could, he could end up being really, really, really good, but probably not this year. God, Fucking Hunter Clark is into like the bench picks. Wow. Three four one three though. Hey. Three four yeah. one three though, right? Yeah. God damn. Yeah, I'm behind him if he's uh if he's been training well. It's just man, it's um it seems bad. Like it's I don't know. Mm. He's better than that, surely. He's better than some of these scrubs. He is. Yep. He ain't no scrub. All right. <laughs> so the Twitters. Uh, we did ask you who, who's rising and falling in people's views. Ninja Spoon says, West Coast players slightly down if they're hub-based in Victoria. See the WA border. Yes, we see it. It's a hard fucking line and no one can get past it. He has stocks in himself up. He's been getting some wins in his struggle with the grog. Good for you, Ninja. Cam, how is your struggle with the grogs going? Well done. Well done. How are you going? Yeah. Me? I uh, I was very yeah. drunk last night, Bad. so not well. Um, but it's yeah, probably probably a couple of weeks now until I have another drink. And Stato hasn't had a drop no, since New Year's. Oh, good for you, Stato. We don't want to hate on that. Unfortunately, no. you've given up the limes. This is the second week in a row that we've seen water without lime, and I, I just I really fear for the supply chain up there in Darwin. Oh, I've actually got heaps in the fridge to be honest. <laughs> I just haven't got round. Oh, I'm on the clock, Stato. Who should I pick? Who you got? I'm on the well, bench. What's it's the selection bench. you got left? Who cares? Yeah, it's the bench. Ro- no. Row bottom. And, well, Anderson's Row there. Row bottom. Presti's no. There. And Anderson's Sorry? there. Presti is there. 
No, get yeah, Anderson. I have him ranked higher too, so I'll, I'll take some Anderson action. You have Anderson over Prestia. In the ranks, yeah, I do. And I love Prestia, so... Good one. Um, yeah. Lipinski's... And then Lipinski's going to be such pick a Pick another pick. defender next. Yeah, another defender. Jack Jack Bowes yeah, is still Yeah, because when, when Hearn gets injured, you can just put him on the waiver wire. Four-month four yeah. layoff, Jack Bowes. Value, right? Oh. J-Mac's <laughs> still there. Duggan's still there. Sinclair. I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty interested in Sinclair injured. now, to be honest. Um, anyway. What about that? Macken, yeah, Justin McInerney. J-Mac's still there. Oh, J-Mac. What do you call him? Uh, yeah. Justin McInerney. J-Mac to the... Yeah. J-Mac. J-Mac. I don't know what's going on anymore in this draft. What, what's the uh, Frio next says the positive news statement. on Matt Crouch's body and being back in training has bumped him into my top 30 mids, which concerns me. Also liking McAvoy, seeing if he does have forward status, and it's thin there. Crouch has moved up to oh. 26 for me, and and but I, I won't push him higher than that, I wouldn't think. Has he done a full preseason, or is he just back now? Uh, I think apparently he's done... Most of the preseason. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's um. Oh, is Matt Crouch going to get to a point where it's like, man, I need to start putting him down. It's getting too much. Yeah. Like, and for the listeners, I, I think. Well, I, I'd originally said I was going to talk up Matt Crouch, but it did seem like everyone has moved him well, up. You have to. Boards. It, it feels you have to. You have to. He's, the he's a ton guy. He's he's not a mass. He's not a massive ceiling because he's three hundred and eighty five handballs to, <laughs> to every kick. But um, at the end of the day, he accumulates. Oh. Um, you know who I should and, pick is Luke Jackson. So that douchebag who got in our DMs and told us that Luke Jackson should be like the top <laughs> keeper of all time. Uh, Stato, do you want to address that? <laughs> By the way, like, yeah. yeah, I feel like he's he's gone to try and besmirch the twenty two under twenty two. Oh yeah, yeah. So and yeah, I would when, when I when I when I stole this, um, when I stole this, um, and unless you're Steve Martin, you're you're stealing my bit. No, not Steve, Steve Allen. Martin. Who was it? Steve Allen. Unless you're Steve <laughs> Allen, you're stealing my bit. Um, but um, so when I took it off Rhino. Um, when Rhino used to do it, they evaluated on the gut feel. So who are the best 22 players sort of up and coming? Um, so when I did it, like I always do, I'm a database person. I actually set up a secret formula um, which worked on all the, the their actual history uh, and it was based on uh, a couple of core things. And the first and most important thing is they've got to have scored a ton because that helps the formula because it divides by how many games that you've played per ton. So when you look at a Sam Walsh, first 40 games, he had 10 tons. So you're scoring a ton every four games, and that's actually part of the formula. So you need to actually score a ton for the formula to work. So... Part of this criteria, it's all database. So, in other words, you get the anomalies, the Charlie constables getting really high on the on the data list, uh, even though they're not being the best twenty-two. So, it's not actually about who we believe is potentially the best footballer. We're actually talking about 
who is potentially the best fantasy footballer and what's fantasy all about? It's all about the data. Um, so that's why it's there. Luke Jackson's basically been a key position forward with a pinch hitting in the ruck. The reality is he's not, has been, or certainly hasn't been, a scoring machine until he takes over the number one ruck mantle, which who knows if and when that happens or he actually just continues to play that role. He will not be a scoring machine. So he just simply doesn't qualify to get in the best 22 under 22 fantasy players. Has got a ton to his name. Yeah. Has he really? Yeah, he does. Just the one. Just the now, one. How many games? It was round six yeah, this year. No, God bless him. <laughs> oh, God bless him. <laughs> you sound like every every grandma. God bless him. <laughs> oh, God Little yeah, boy. Anyway, what, what else we got? Yeah, the, the twits. Oh no, no. I, mate. If, if 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 can I be fair? Um, in keeper leagues, I've been trying to get Jackson off people's hands for a for a fair bit of time. So he's going to be a really good player. Um, but at the moment, his data just doesn't fit into that. Uh, Jared says there's a world where keys drops off a cliff. I can't wait for the widespread reaching on him. It's a fair point. Yeah. It is. I, f- I find it interesting that people would reach for yeah. him, to be honest. like I feel like people are fading him more than reaching. He's like Lions. He just kind of yeah. goes. He's always going to be undervalued. Like Cam yeah. Guthrie, right? You're always going to be undervalued. Cam Ed Guthrie, Kuno. Jared Lyons, and Ben Keyes walk into a bar. You know, Jeez. Yeah. A lot of... No one cares. The Jag <laughs> pub. <laughs> it's like a model. <laughs> is Zebul there oh, too? No. Uh, anyway, Jaden says, Heaney, asshole may get me again at F1 or F2. Goddamn right, Jaden. He's going to get me. Yeah. Just like my, yep. my, he will get my me Isaac too. Heaney, Jack Martin Fucking... forward line is going to be going up in flames. It's going to be bad. Anyway. Fucking David Swallow runs David... the bar. Can I say, I didn't stuff. get sucked into the Callum Mills hype last year. I wish I did. Mm. We did. Um, do we, do we mm. want to go through mates shafting their mates? So we we ran a comp to to get um for a couple draft oh, kits yeah, and mates oh, were yeah. shafting their mates. Um, so we asked people yeah. to tag the shittest uh, draft player they know on um on Twitter, and they they can win a draft kit. So you, you we'll get some laughs and um see who you say and um and we'll give them the kit. It, Jones. Street Elite says, if only my best mate KB and Jern had Twitter. Fucking terrible. Fuck Drafting Jared Berry in the second round and taking all the forwards is right up there. Need all they can get. <laughs> Loving the mock draft. Great effort, boys. Thank you, Jones. Uh, question marks. All right. Uh, he says, Nick, because he always trades away his early picks and then just drafts Geelong players. Cam. Is this, what, oh, is this your Cam. Burn? I've been discovered. I've been discovered. <laughs> Scott says uh, his mate has multiple first round picks for the last five years in his keeper league and still manages to finish last every year it actually takes quite a special skill set to stuff up as many times as he does <laughs> uh, very good trading for those picks though in keeper leagues doesn't mean jack shit if he can't get some talent in if he, yeah, exactly Luke says right. his mate the only man who waits till a player is ready for Geelong's list before he even thinks of drafting them <laughs> 
<laughs> I love that. Good. Uh, Brett says, has to be Sam. Bloke is an absolute mess. He's one of those guys that gets a player in mind of who he's taking with his next pick. Then coach before his pick takes said player. Cue the meltdown. Panic sets in. Scrambling for, mo- for notes and the mocking begins. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's uh, That might be my clubhouse leader. Uh, oh, and what's even worse? And his mates even got in. What's even worse is he's sober when it happens. So that's that's bad. Ooh. Angelo says his mate came last with pick one in a linear league, then won it with the same pick the following year. Since we changed to Snake, no one has realised he's still playing. <laughs> Checkside says Chad goes way too early on Rob. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Jackson says Hayden is all. You keep, Hayden interestingly keeps drafting Paddy Dow. Wow. Burn as wow. a foot. Uh, Radar says double vakes because he never follows your kit despite buying it year after year. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's good or bad. Jaden says, good boy. Yo, Matt Crouch and Gunston last year. Bloke drafts more injured players than fit ones. And he didn't like that. He's got tagged, so. Uh, Dino says, my mate <laughs> picks Brendan Goddard. at picks seven in the first round. That blind loyalty always prevails. Brendan Goddard's been retired for years. It's an interesting up draft. wounds. <laughs> These years. Uh... Yoni says he drafted Matt the groin crouch in the first round last year, held him until the buys. And the guy replies, it was much worse than that. He also drafted Jed Anderson and Ben Cunnington. But when neither turned up for round one, I elected to release to release Connors back to the waiver. Didn't work out. Mick oh, says tag. I did that with Cogs in a keeper. Oh, no. Mick says, tag myself, I took Jordan Clark. Remember he wasn't picked in round one? Tagged himself, Jordan. No, you can't tag yeah, yourself. Yeah, that's bad. Took you can't Jordan tag Clark. yourself. Yeah, come on. That's Glenn says, was desperate to take, oh, his mate was desperate to take Tyson Goldsack with his first pick in our draft last year. We had to talk him out of it. He ended up with Phil Davis. Oh, Special. yes. What I don't the? know what sort of, spoils must be worth 10 points. Uh, Matt says his mate last ah. season traded Sean Darcy for Sheil and Stanley. He also owns Nank, reasoning he couldn't see himself holding both of his rucks into the new season's draft. <laughs> Jesus. At least he got, got Dylan Sheil. Uh, Sam says he drafted... <laughs> yeah, he's tagged himself. Uh, he drafted Rob with pick seven last year. Yikes. Matt, Ange had one... <sighs> Like Sean Darcy with pick oh, seven I can't this year. That. That's crazy, right? Um, his mate had one good lucky year and been riding on the coattails of that ever since. That's fine. Uh, getting down. Dawn, Hampier's commissioner of our Keeper League, started last season. He drafted badly and made several win-now trades throughout the year, only to lose first round. He then reduced the amount of keepers per team because his team now stinks. That's bad. Oh, that's, that's bad. He no. gets no kit. In fact, if he had no a kid, we'd take it back. <laughs> Fuck that guy. John, yeah. <laughs> tagging myself because this mate isn't on Twitter. He thought he drafted a bargain in Fife late in the draft last year. He got Aiden Fife from the Suns. Not that. <laughs> yes! <laughs> the one true fine arm. Like Fantastic. Sam Gray was kind of relevant one year. And um, yeah, 
You didn't want to make that mistake. Uh, Yoni also says he's got another one bloke who's on Twitter. He drafted Lockie Whitfield at pick five last year, followed it up with Danger as his second pick, and Walters as his F2. Safe to say his season was done 30 minutes into the first round. That's some special... Wow, Special yeah. work. Smoked says, Daniel, tactically don't drink before the draft starts and still lose time and time and again. Well, there were some good ones there. What did you? What did, we're not going to go through all the Facebook ones because this show will go for 10 hours. But uh, what, what, what did you think there, boys? I, I, th- I think your clubhouse leader is yeah? the best okay, so Okay, well, we'll give it to that guy. Yeah. So I think you need to find uh, the best... Two from Facebook, seeing there's so many on there, and then between the the um, uh, the four of us, we should have a little uh, poll. I'll win, and then we'll, I'll select the winner. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Anyway, listeners, that'll do it for this week. Make sure you head over to the um, website and and check out all Faz's articles. I'll be dropping an article on Monday. That's right. I hit the keys. Um, Mrs. Fears did give Ooh. me plenty of stick about you know, spending 30 minutes writing an article for you people. So, strample her. And uh, buy the draft kit and go have a mock draft and play around with that. So, uh, we'll see you next week. We're going to do a mock draft next week, boys. We're going to line up. Oh, really? Oh, brilliant. We'll, um, we'll get some of the fantasy uh, industry big wigs and have a, have a bit of a draft and see how that turns out. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Draft Doctors Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and review.